0: Being said on this podcast should be considered as investment advice.
1: No, yeah, I just got a message on the screen that says you are live, <laughs> so that's how we know we should start. Uh, Derek, welcome in. It's good to be
2: here, Ken. We got a great group, uh, very loud and talkative
1: group here tonight. <laughs> it's because drinks have been drinks have been served like an hour and a half ago, so. There's a little bit of uh, madness. There's a there's a buzz in the air. Yes. So I to walk? welcome everyone to 100 Proof. Real quick, we didn't get a chance to do this before the show, but for those of you that are from Mintage, we are a weekly podcast that covers all things digital art, NFTs, collectibles, anything happening on the blockchain. And uh, yeah, it's great to be here. We've got a great guest, series of guests today. Um, tonight, we are celebrating blockchain fashion and the Diamond Exhibition that we did at Proof. So joining me today are, of course, Derek from Cloud Currency, my co-host. Our guests are Justin Mazel, who's the co-founder of Proof. Round of applause for Justin. Let's Let's go, baby. We have Terrell Jones at the end here, who's a diamond exhibition artist and an amazing artist. Terrell is an absolute rock star. I'll show you the back of my jacket here in a second. Oh, we got some we got some hecklers out there. <laughs> <laughs> got some Trello fans. Love it. All right. So um,
2: uh, what else do we have on the show? We also have Gala from Tribby Brand, who you might know as the inventor of the Chromie Squiggle generative sweater that has been taking Web3 by storm. It's huge. We'll yes. be interviewing her a little bit later.
1: And we have Nick Adler as well from Mintage, which we'll talk about these jackets that we have, which are digitally enhanced, vintage, reclaimed, old school jackets. Yeah, I'm obsessed. It's, it's really. I, we just went
2: through, we made
1: our jackets. Nick did a great job here, I'm very excited about Mintage. Yes, and then also stick around for some giveaways. We have some great stuff uh, today we're giving away, and also you have a very special giveaway today.
2: We do have a very special giveaway at Glitch. I know there's a couple of folks that are tuning in for this. Uh, if you supported Glitch by buying one of our every 30 day exhibition posters, it was the Chromie Squiggle this month, you were automatically entered into a giveaway for a bold squiggle. And that bold
1: squiggle will be given
2: away in a little bit.
1: Awesome. All right, so let's kick it off first to talk about Diamond Exhibition with Justin and Terrell. Um, first of all, Justin, let's talk about the, the Diamond Exhibition in general. Like, yeah. what was it? Like, how did we launch it? What, what, what all came together there?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think so. Diamond Exhibition was available for every Moonbird who'd nested for 365 days. You know, we've really announced like Moonbirds for us is we want this to be an art collector's PFP. It's not the only art collector's PFP. Like Web3 to us, one of the most incredible things that it can do is it can allow you to connect with artists in a beautiful, in a really powerful and impactful way. And so, Diamond Exhibition was our way to uh, Eli is somewhere out here. There's Eli. Eli's I hiding. He's talking. There he is.
1: Eli's not even paying yeah. attention. Hey There's Eli. Eli. What's up, dude? We're like, who's talking right no, now? It's Eli. <laughs> Eli These has created an
3: incredible, an incredible exhibition full of incredible artists, Terrell Jones being one of them, and this incredible show. Uh, that we we really wanted to celebrate what is happening here in the space. The kinds of art that has been created, whether it's generative, one once, additions, like. Incredible things are happening today. And so for us, what we really wanted Diamond Exhibition to be was a celebration of some of the people that have inspired us
1: that we wanted to give people acts to be able to collect. Yeah, there was 4,600 total works minted. This was a massive undertaking yep. by the Proof team. And, and Terrell, thank you so much for being a part of this, man. Of course. It means, means a ton. Yeah, nice. absolutely.
0: <laughs> Can we talk about your piece for a second? Uh, yeah. So, with my piece and just my art in general, um I like to tap into that nostalgic kind of side uh it's right here um, and that's where like the Delorean came from um you know, uh I kind of grew up watching back to the future, and yeah. like, but it was more so from like my mom's generation um but yeah, like she always like. Got us hip to those types of things. So, um, damn, I'm
1: your mom's <laughs> generation, is basically what you just called me.
0: <laughs> that's the biggest slam I'm on shit. All right, um, keep going. Sorry, Terrell. <laughs> but yeah, it's still nostalgic for me. And, uh, I knew that, uh, it would be for a lot of my audience as well. So, um, any of those types of things, I'd just like to be able to put those into the piece or even just with this suit. Um, that's kind of inspired by the more like Miami Vice type. So, yeah. um, yeah. No, the really, like, nostalgic and, like, vintage type of just that, like, era of, like, the 80s just really went, like, hard in that piece. Have
1: you watched old Miami Vice episodes? A little bit, yeah. They're yeah, fun, yeah. aren't they? are fun are not they are really good. So I've got... I'm going to stand up for one quick second so we get a wide shot. On the back of my jacket tonight, oh. we did one of your pieces. Well, this piece here. Yeah. That you... I guess you cropped it and made it into a circle. And then we made it so that if you're here in... Live in LA, you can actually get this jacket and get it pressed in the back. So... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty awesome. Glad. Thank you for doing that. I mean, it's so cool to see that we're actually kind of minting these in real-time here and that people are picking out the background for their jackets and they're getting them pressed right here live real-time of your artwork. How does that make you feel? Is it cool to see like your artwork being like put on yeah. the vintage jackets and worn around?
0: Yeah, so I've been coming to these different events. Uh, I think I went to a few like over in Austin, uh, mm-hmm. for like South by, uh, came to some here. And, um, you know, I've always been seeing the, the jean jackets getting like different patches and different like things put onto them. So it's really cool and kind of surreal to see my stuff being put onto it and people coming up and just like, yo, yeah. <laughs> like I have it on mine. So yeah. no, that's really cool. And it's really cool to see it like happen live and the whole process behind it. What about, uh, let's talk about your Outliers project. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that one's called The Heist. Uh, It's still a little bit like on the hush. We're still figuring out some things with it, but um, a lot of the art for that has been done. And um, uh, you'll see it more when it comes out. But the big thing behind that one is just kind of bringing people into my storytelling process and allowing them to tell certain parts of the story themselves and mix and match and do different things uh, just with customization and being able to kind of build the piece on their own in a sense.
3: So when you say story, uh, I I know you've gone over this a couple of times, like there is every piece that you've made, I feel like it's very iconic. And you, you take a still, even yeah. with Solitaire, and like you see something really prolific and beautiful. Yeah. But like, there is a larger story, repeating characters, a narrative that you're kind of building around yeah. these things. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. Pretty much, I could go into it like <laughs> so deeply, but uh, the the big idea is just like uh, a devil crime family. Um, and just like mixing those different elements of like Goodfellas, Scarface and those types of things and just bringing together the story that people already know of like angels versus devils and just kind of bringing that all together in art pretty much.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Have, oh, we see those. You have a, a secret project that we're, we're, I hate to say dropping Alpha now because people hate that, but like <laughs> you're, you're doing something unique on Ordinals. What, what, what can you tell us there?
0: uh i can't get too deep into it but i can um, go a little bit time a little (laughs) bit um but yeah even just with ordinals and especially when it first started i was not to say hesitant but i wanted to know a lot more about it before i just jumped into it without really knowing anything but uh now that i have a lot more information um there's a group of artists coming together to do something really cool on there and um, i'm super excited for that it will do something really cool can I, I just have a question about that. Just yeah, yeah, for yeah. folks who,
2: who might not be familiar, Ordinals is, uh, it, just to kind of broadly speak about it, the mechanism by which you can start to mint art or mint digital objects mm-hmm. that are unique on the Bitcoin blockchain. Yeah. Uh, and as opposed to how a lot of people have been minting work, which is through a smart contract on something like an Ethereum or a Tezos. Um, without giving too much away about your project coming up, I'd be curious to hear, what was it about Bitcoin and Ordinals that, drew you creatively to kind of want to explore that chain?
0: Yeah, I've kind of always been looking for the best way to get an entry into there. Um, Because, you know, I've been seeing different things happen on Ordinals, and it's always seemed very interesting. But um, a big thing that attracted me to this was just the group of artists that were already involved and confirmed for the project. Um, That definitely, like, drew me to it, but also just... The different things that you need to do for ordinals versus like an ETH project that like um, just even with like the file size, with how much smaller it is, um, that can kind of hinder you in some ways, but also it can kind of make you think of the art in a different way and uh even the just being are a able little to, different yeah and being able to add different things to it so we're, we're gonna have like an audio file a part of the project as well for like each artist that will be able to you know explain our piece or some people are gonna have like music or whatever else so i, I think that that was really cool to just be able to um kind of approach it in a different way that i would like an eth project
1: awesome I'm curious, uh, when you think about, you know, tonight we have obviously one of your pieces of art going on a physical jacket, yeah. how much of, when you think of the current NFT space and collectors in that space, w- w- where's the intersection of physical and NFTs for you at this point? Like, is there a world where you do more physicals or you do physicals tied to NFTs? It seems to be, at least in the last few months, there's a big push towards, you know, NFTs tied to some type of physical artwork yeah. as well.
0: Yeah, for me, you know, all of my pieces right now are digital. Um, something I want to do personally is just be able to bring them to life in different ways. So for some, I want to be able to bring some things that are in the pieces to life and bring them into the real world or being able to put pieces or certain characters from the pieces on the shirts or whatever. But Also, just being able to have a physical piece and being able to link it to a digital piece is actually something that's very interesting as well. Um, But yeah, there's a ton of different ways to approach it, especially for the NFT space. There's not really any limits to it. There's a bunch of different ways that you can approach things. So I'm always looking at different ways that I can kind of introduce things and kind of bring it to the broader world or even just like certain restaurants in my pieces that i created and being able to try to think of different ways that i can have like pop-ups and bring those you know parts of the world into this world you know not to give away too much but i love yeah. it uh, i've definitely been thinking about that
1: Well, it's great to have you in LA now.
0: Yeah, I appreciate
1: it. That's awesome, glad you're here. (laughs) And um, all right, so we want to do some audience questions as well. Do you have any other questions for for a good audience? I'm going to bug you later. I've got some
2: uh, (laughs) secret (laughs) questions I want to ask Well, you you ask
1: one secret one now. You can't people, it's true. Go for it, go
2: for it. Well, I mean, uh, one question that just came up from my mind is um, you're kind of teasing at it, which is like you want to play with the physicality of the things that you're putting on ink, right, Or, or digital ink. Um, I'd love to hear you talk a little bit about what it means to run a pop-up shop as like an exhibition for the work that you're showing, uh, and what that would involve. And, um, like, would you partner with folks? Would you try and do it yourself? Maybe talk a little bit about how you're trying to map that next stage of your career.
0: Yeah. The biggest thing for me, or even just like, cause a lot of people ask for my stuff to be come like merchandise or, you know, t-shirts or whatever else. And the biggest thing for me is just quality. I don't ever want to do anything and it seems like it's like halfway done or, you know, the shirts are cheap or the the prints are bad. I always want it to be of the highest quality. So, you know, that's kind of something that I'm always focused on. So with like a pop up, you know, if it's, you know, for one that comes to mind, I have this piece called Bubs, And it's basically like an ice cream shop piece. And like my characters are in front of an ice cream shop holding ice cream. And, you know, that would be something that's like easily turn, you know, turn into a a pop-up. But, you know, I'd want to do like merch, you know, and I honestly want to like, well, I don't want (laughs) to, I don't want to trap myself into this now. But, you know, it'd be cool to give away stuff there Mm. as well or have special stuff for my holders or anyone that holds certain pieces and stuff. So, um, yeah, I I think that it would just be... um, the okay that's a piece right there but yeah to try to bring it to life as much as i can build bubs put it somewhere in
2: los angeles have the same ice cream that you can buy in the artwork in the physical form yeah and start to tell the story in a physical space for a work that has primarily been enjoyed digitally which i think is a really cool concept and like i'm very excited for the next step here
1: thank you yeah. justin I'm, I'm curious um to, to get back to to what you know diamond exhibition and everything uh, briefly you know you did um a bunch of patches some of which uh for these jackets that that you can get actually like sewn on in real time here um some of which would were the hints to the diamond exhibition and you designed a lot of these can you walk us through at least a few of the patches that because i got i've got the the, 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 snake, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the snake on one. I got the moonbird on the other side here. And uh, even though it's not my bio, just kidding. Uh, I got the proof <laughs> here and uh, yeah, share art on this side. Uh, and then NFTs are dead with the skull. <laughs> you designed yeah. the NFTs are dead. Yeah. What was the thinking there?
3: I did. <laughs> so uh, before I was ever in Web3, I ran a small goods company where we made patches and, and pins and I think what's, what, what's interesting to me about this space is like, you've got a ton of people that are commenting on the future of PFPs, of the current meta, of what it's gonna look like, of what it means to have this, and what it means to have that. But I think like, what matters at the end of the day is all of these things are tied to something very old that existed before PFPs, before Twitter existed, or X, or whatever the fuck you want to call it. And it's identity. <laughs> identity matters. Who you are, who you say you are, to the people that don't know you, the, the, the leg you present to the world in front of you. And if you want to talk about PFPs, that's a piece of it. A jacket is another piece of it. In fact, you could say a jacket or a piece of clothing or apparel predates a PFP. It's like yeah, no the, shit. the thing that I wear <laughs> on my shirt is who I am. It's the things I believe in. It's it's, it, it, it's the statements I want to make to the world. So what were some of the
1: statements you wanted to make? Like we've got this, yeah. image, <laughs> we've got this image up here, right here. Yeah. What are some of the statements you wanted to make? So we've got think, on yeah. chain. Yeah. What's What's the one underneath the proof logo? The little. Uh, it looks like a rug.
3: It's It's <laughs> a rug. It's literally <laughs> a rug, uh, because most of us who've been in the space know about a rug. Actually, to be fair, I don't want to call out Eli again. Eli was gonna recommend making a rug, uh, so I made a rug. Uh, but But ultimately, like like, when we thought about how a jacket would be made, one of the things you'll notice is I'm a big proponent of American traditional tattoos. Tattoos are, again, an age-old way to signify to the rest of the world who you are, what you're about, and the visual language by which you're defined by. And it's simple. They're different for everybody for what it looks like. But to me, a patch is like, it's like the old world's version of like, what can I put on my piece of clothing that says who I am? So, you know, when I think about what we were making on chain, not everybody is going to understand a heart with a piece of a chain that says on chain, but if you know, you know what that means. And so to me, every piece that we put into this, exhibition was about signaling to the world if you understand the language that we speak if you understand the dialect and where we're going you should be able to jump on this journey and so to me it was about making these visual tattoos that could be sewn into your body uh not your physical body hopefully uh (laughs) that that really sent a message and so for me it's like I, i think it's just peeling back those layers like get cosmic make art is about the idea of like Dude, like think bigger than just what the meta is today. Because I think there's a lot of people today that are disheartened, that are frustrated, that have seen a very different world that Web3 could, in the loftiest ideals, could bring forward. There was this story and this narrative about where this was all going. And we're like, this is beautiful. I'm jumping in. And maybe today it feels like that's out of reach. Maybe today it feels like it's hard to grapple with what all of this was trying to bring about. But I really... Truly deeply believe that where this is all going is going to bring us exactly where we need to be And it might be painful and it might be difficult and there might be a season of less than what we thought it would look like but I really truly believe the provenance the power of telling stories through art, of building something truly beautiful—it doesn't stop with where the market is today. It continues to build. It continues to do something incredible. It continues to tell stories in a way that most people could not have done before. And that's why I get cosmic of art. It's a simple, stupid little fucking patch, but it has a bigger stories part of all of it. And I really, truly, deeply believe in that. Wow.
1: With, with that, Ouch. no, we, we, I don't need that. That, you can see it when you see no, it. No, we're going we're gonna to pass the, the collection tray around so you can donate. Oh, the preacher came out of Justin, yeah. and uh, whenever the preacher comes out, it's good. Justin's just great like that. That was amazing. And I love the patches. They're, they're fantastic. They're so, fun. But we're going to get into what the jacket actually does a little bit later with some of the uh, chips inside of it, so it's kind of cool as well. Um, audience questions. We want to. Is there any questions for the current crew on stage? I don't need like, to like, do I like, No, we're going yeah. to
3: repeat whatever you ask. You sound at. incredible. So,
1: Tyrell, yeah. I'm curious. When you as an artist, when you are doing your art, do you feel constrained to stick to like your style, your brand? Mm-hmm. Or do you feel like I like, see a lot of stuff like the best way to be an artist is the way to make
0: it? Make sure you brand yourself because you it distinguishes from other people. You have you your own style. When I'm like traveling and stuff with my own. I'm all over the place. Whatever I like. Yeah.
1: How do you that okay, real quick to re- repeat that question uh, for Trell, the, the question was like, do you feel <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to stick to your own? Oh, I want to repeat oh, it for the audience that's listening. Saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not just for you, <laughs> for the, the rest of the people that get the mic. Um, do you feel like constraint. you should constrain constrained to stick to your own brand and identity? Do you have the creative uh, freedom to kind of go above and beyond that in different ways?
0: Yeah, I was kind of asked this earlier in a different way, but um, the way I think about it is just for me personally, before NFTs, a lot of my art was, like you said, you know, I was dabbling here, doing this here, doing that there, dabbling in different mediums, different subject matter, whatever. And a lot of my pieces didn't necessarily make sense next to each other. But with what I've done with like certain series or being able to put things into collections... It's kind of reined it all in and kind of made things make more sense and more of like a storyline. But um, I even had someone ask me like last week, like a very similar question. And I just told them the biggest thing for me personally, and what I try to tell artists is just make the way that you tell stories kind of your thing and kind of the thing that people can look at, you know, what you're doing and go, oh, I know this is a him piece because he's doing it this way and that way. Not necessarily having to make a story or making a whole narrative, but um, just make that the way that you tell the stories or the way that you do things kind of your thing. But there's a million different ways to do things. So that's not necessarily like the right answer for everyone, but that's kind of the way I approach it.
1: Awesome. Well, well, thank you guys so much for, for coming up and, and for hanging out with us today yeah. and all the work that you guys both do. Um, obviously, two amazing artists in our space. Can we get a round of applause for these guys? Woo. All right. You're next up. Who's up next? We've got uh, Gala from Tribute. Who's going to
2: join us next.
1: All right. Welcome up, Gala. <laughs> yeah.
2: Round of applause. So, Gala, uh, why don't you start off with just a quick introduction sure. for uh, for yourself, <laughs> sure. for uh, Tribute Brand and what you're working on these days. Yeah,
4: first of all, thank you for having me. I think Justin just did a very nice introduction of what fashion actually is. So, And I do fashion. My name is Gala. I'm the founder of digital and physical fashion brand called Tribute Brand. I think in the web space, we are mostly known uh, for the call-up we did with Chromie Squiggle. It was actually generative sweaters based on the Chrome derived from the Chromie Squiggle code.
2: Yeah, so let's talk about that for a moment. You were just in Marfa, Texas Yeah. <laughs> last week. It was a blast. You had a. We immersive... saw you
1: speak at your, your yes. event. It was yeah, awesome. You had an
2: immersive fashion event where you had six different cocktails representing the six exactly. different Chromie Squiggle types, which were emblematic of the generative sweaters that you were creating that were all unique one of one of X. So maybe talk a little bit about how that project came about. Um, which one, the cocktails the or cr- the sweaters? The <laughs> Crowley Skuggles, <laughs> the Crowley sweaters. And uh, your focus on the three different dimensions yeah. of the project, which was the physical sweater, the AR component, and then the virtual environment component.
4: Yeah, uh, I think the one we did at Glitch last week kind of nicely summed up our vision of what is fashion and fashion hardly these days uh, is in different realities, different worlds. So before it was like you can only just wear this thing in a physical world, world, represent yourself, and that was it. And now we have so many of those worlds and you need fashion there because this is a tool for you to express yourself. So our vision is that we are a brand that's going to cover all of your identities wherever you need us and kind of this is what we did with promise Squiggle. So of course the origin was the promise Squiggle. I love to tell that we hacked the code to create a blueprint and that blueprint is actually being used to produce physical sweaters. Can we
1: pull one out now and take a look at it's it? It's
4: here, it's here. This is one from Derek. This,
1: this is, one is one of my Squiggles. Derek. So This, this is Derek's Squiggle. <laughs> So the idea was the
2: Chromie Squiggle itself was procedurally generated on demand. Nobody, not even Snowfro, knew when I hit that that mint button what Chromie Squiggle would appear. It was all randomly generated using the on-chain algorithm. And what you did was extend that same process to be able to create a physical sweater. So you created a code that translated the unique Chromie Squiggle algorithm into a unique... Exactly. Is this your so actual?
1: This is my actual squiggle. Is it accurate because of the math problem? The, it I is think, all. Yeah, this it is, is best. It has
2: all been translated. I'm, I'm, math-
1: th- I'm just giving you hard I'm hard time. <But laughs> Kevin loves
2: his math. Yeah.
4: <laughs> but long story short, there's this blueprint that's basically deriving all of the traits of the crummy squiggle. For the physical aspect, it actually serves as instructions for the machines to make that sweater. So each Dude, of those. This
1: sweat- so cozy. What machine made this?
4: I don't know, to be honest.
1: But is it because, like, is, yeah. is it, it, it's, it must be a one-off thing, right? So it like, these aren't mass-produced, they're like... No,
4: for yeah. each one of these, it takes 12 hours for wow. one to, to be made. Yeah? So we basically, we, we did this in a collaboration with this uh, brand called Waste Yarn Project, which is doing amazing things. They are creating zero-waste knitwear. So basically, they collect leftover yarns, and then they create those sweaters. So... They're creating the physical aspect based on the blueprint we are providing them. And then the other aspect of it is its digital twin. So each of those sweaters has Tribute Brand NFC tech embedded into them. And you can connect it to it, you can connect to Tribute app, you can use this sweater as your avatar in virtual environments. And basically I would say this is like this vision we have that you have this one item and that item can look and behave differently based on an environment where you're using it. But everyone will see this, is, this piece. Well, one,
1: one question for you, like, when, when I think of this piece, obviously almost everybody in this room is aware of Chromius Wiggles. It's such an iconic piece in generative art. What, what's next for you in terms of when you think about how does this go mainstream? Like, how do you get this to 100,000 people, to 250,000 people? Yeah. Like. We're, we're, what infrastructure needs to exist? Is it not there today? And then what is the project that gets us there?
4: Uh, I think the infrastructure is not there today, especially for the physical aspect. As said earlier, it takes 12 hours for right. one to be made. So it's not cheap. But in the end, we're all fed up of fast fashion. I think the future of fashion looks like that people will, will wear really like good quality Clothing that's made out of best materials that can last forever. I think this is it. Oh yeah, that's so. In the end, maybe we are earlier, uh, early enough, and I think it's just about mainstream adoption, which I, I don't think it's very hard to tell to someone that you're going to have like unique piece that's tied to you, as for example this. Yeah. So I think we are here. I think we are quite here. It doesn't take take a lot. I think big brands are already started adopting it. So.
1: But it sounds like you want to, do you want to focus on that higher end of the market where the pieces do take, you know, five, seven, 12 hours to create and have it be that versus like fast fashion generative?
4: I want to do fast fashion for sure. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I think overall. I think fast fashion movement is over me personally. I haven't bought like, and I, I, my background is in fashion. I haven't bought any fast fashion piece, I think in 10 years. So I think this is over for the people. And I think this was bad. And in the end, I would love to streamline this production to make it more accessible, Yeah. but in a way that makes sense for the future.
2: So that's the physical component, right? So I think the, uh, what Kevin was touching on here is like these, this is high-end, it takes 12 hours to create. Yes, it's generative, and they're built one at a time. Uh, and what your response was to that was, over over time, you believe that this will become more accessible. Maybe yeah. the prices will maybe come down. Maybe not the
4: knitwear. maybe it will be something else. Yes,
2: mm. but the but other yeah. I think the other interesting component here is you get three things when you mint the sweater. Exactly. You get the physical, but then you also get a chip that links to an AR version of the sweater, and you also get a separate token yep. that's tradable that represents the virtual sweater exactly. that you can put on an avatar or that you can use yeah. in 3D. Yeah,
4: right now, if we speak in terms of self-expression, we have three main realities. We have physical one, we have mixed reality, and we have fully virtual environments. So this is the physical one, mixed reality, there's AR. So people point out their phones, eventually in the future, they'll use AR glasses. And then there's a third one which is fully virtual one and this is where your avatar comes. And this is where your skins for avatar comes or just purely avatar that is just like fashion thing. It doesn't even have to be a thing on a human avatar. You can be whatever you want. And it's all interconnected.
2: So the concept is maybe the product for physical generative sweaters, it may take years for this to become a little bit more accessible. But in the meantime, we know hundreds of millions of dollars are being spent on Fortnite skins. And so exactly. the, the digital sweater that represents your unique squiggle can be put on your avatar today where yes. there is already product market yeah. to, and things are accessible. Yeah, is yeah, that exactly, the concept?
4: Yeah. yeah, yeah. This I think this is it, this is what's happening right now. I love how
1: you she's still like, Hey, of course, yeah. Of like, course. Yeah, like, <laughs> Let's go. But it's like not obvious that question? To everyone. Like, <laughs> you're like, what are you talking about, Derek? Of course it's <laughs> gonna be the future.
4: I, I love and that. I think like younger people, they they even care more about their digital appearance.
2: Yes. So you know? How are you extending this concept further? What I think Kevin was asking this earlier, but what's your next project? How yeah. are you thinking about taking this a little bit further? Where, where are you? Cryptodes, right? come on, yeah. let's go.
4: <laughs> it, it's the winter. We, we are not doing anything. It's the winter. We, we, but we, are stay warm we, are we are just You're waiting. We are just waiting. We are just waiting for the bull market. No, I'm kidding. Uh, we have this other project that actually came first. And I think I, I don't like to you know call ourselves first, but I think it's actually I think is the first generative fashion project ever released, which is called Punk. Uh, the main idea behind it, I think Derek kind of touched on that project, yeah, we... a yeah, couple of times. Yes. But basically, the main idea is that we hacked because we're called tribute brand. We hacked brand Victoria's Secret, their brand called Pink. We created Punk version out of it. It also has those three different segments. You have a logo, which can be your PFP. You have your avatar, which which is this creature, and you have physical traction. So this project right now, we we launched it last year. So what's coming with that uh, in a couple of months, the physical version is finally going out. And with that, we are going to also introduce some nice things for the holders and the new new buyers. Uh, And I would like to keep this for, for, for a surprise. But yeah, yeah, each time I wear this, that I'm wearing right now, I, I feel happier and happier how, 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 how interconnected all of this is and what, what it means.
2: If you could pick one company in the world to collaborate with, it could be any company from McDonald's to <laughs> Michael Jordan.
4: <laughs> who, is,
2: who, <laughs> who is your Love all-time highest possible threshold of collaboration that you would want to do? Uh,
4: Fiji Water, maybe. Fiji, Fiji Water. Water. Yeah. What would you do with Fiji Water? There are, there are many brands I like, but we have this thing, a tribute brand that we call Tribute Text. It's kind of tribute to Wikipedia. So we write a lot about different things, but mainly we introduced this project because we wanted to introduce digital fashion and fashion and Web3, all of that. And we had this article called Fiji Water and everyone was like, what the fuck, like why, why, are you, why are you speaking about Fiji water on Tribute Brand Web, when people started speaking about it. So I think it, it's a nice, it would be nice. And also we had this cocktail last weekend, which was called Still Normal, which was basically water. So yeah, would love to collaborate with water brand.
1: Love it. <laughs> so let's toss uh, to the audience. Oh. Yeah, yeah, let's see audience question.
4: Anyone have any
1: questions on the future of fashion? Digital fashion and at the intersection of NFTs and fashion.
2: Internet fashion, Now's AR, chance. VR, video a- games and fashion. We have it all. <laughs> this is this is the person you want to ask.
1: Eli, he's always looking at his phone. We caught him again, <laughs> second time. Uh, any any questions about fashion? We're good. Everybody's an expert now. Everybody's yeah, nice. everyone's
4: very familiar with fashion here, I think.
1: So last question for you then is, um, you know, you've got these crummy squiggle sweaters that everyone in the world wants one. Do you have to own a squiggle to get one? No. You don't. Okay, and then can you still get one today? Of and, course,
4: and, yeah. To celebrate, well, but how does it work? Tell, yeah, tell us how it works. to celebrate our event. In Marfa, we actually reopened the Mint. So if you own one, the procedure is quite simple. You can generate a sweater based on the squiggle you own. If you don't own on one, we've actually built a whole generator that's based on the promise squiggle code. So you can basically press generate until you like, until you find a you one, and just mint it, and you'll receive the sweater. There are six different types of sweaters based on the six different types of promise squiggle So we obviously the fuzzies have, are the best,
1: by the way. I t- yeah, you I, like I, the fuzzies? Oh my God, I, I touch the material; yeah, I, I it's amazing. I don't know.
4: I think yeah, Fuzzies, hyper fuzzy is amazing. This one, I think this, this is the one I like the that's most. That's quite nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, all, all of them are nice,
1: yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Well, thank you so yeah. much for, for joining thank us you. up here thank on stage. Like give invitation. a round of applause. All right, we'll hand that back to you. Thank in the... you. Up next, we have Nick Adler on the stage Let's from Mintage. Let's go, Nick Adler. Come on, Nick. Oh, oh my God. Maggie is the best. You, Maggie. Call Maggie oh shit you got you got your own entourage man pull this around here there we go oh shit hey everybody GM. what gm it's, it's the kids way of saying good morning oh what's up good morning
5: <laughs> good morning i want to let these pe- it's let's let these people get drunk let's uh um... oh they're already ham yeah, the, the background yeah.
1: noise is because there was drinks served uh, in advance of the show the so. drinks are flowing
2: nick look what you've done to us dude we are. We are You've decked
1: us out. You we know are what they've decked say?
2: out.
5: So, our, our motto is it's better to crash the party than throw the party. I and mean, I guess we're half throwing the party, but, you know, you show up with the right gear and people end up showing it off. It's I awesome. love this.
1: So, we got to start at the beginning because we got to go into this one more time like, and, and talk about this. What is Mintage? What did you set out to do? And then, what are we doing today?
5: So, we started um, thinking about vintage clothing, and we started thinking about how to put some kind of data around that. What, what is it? You know, who made it? Who took the photo? Who designed the logo? Um, I spent most of my career in music, music management, music, working with artists, and music merchandise is huge. Is a huge business, and as we've seen, is massive now if you think about Taylor Swift and Drake and Beyonce and the numbers they're putting up. But I was always thinking about how do you make music merch more dynamic? So when... Can we talk about Snoop, by the way? Like, you're involved with Snoop yeah, or no? Yeah, yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, so uh, I, I spent most of my career, about 17 years, working with Snoop Dogg. Uh, TV, uh, I was a he's producer...
1: Here tonight. He's right yeah, there, yeah. Oh, Come on in, Snoop, come on. Snoop. Come Snoop. Hey! I'm just kidding. Everyone's turning around being like, he's not here.
5: So I did that, worked with Snoop for a long time. Uh, branding, I was working on TV with him and then branding endorsement and did a bunch of brand deals. And then when Web3 happened... I was really went crazy and thought this was the next frontier. And along with his son Cordell, AKA Champ Medici, we did a ton of projects and and learned a lot. And it was at that moment, um, sort of like, I guess about a year and a half ago that I was like, I have to build something. And if I don't build something, I will look back on this moment in time and I will regret it, whether I succeed or whether I fail. So that naturally led itself to thinking about creating digital assets and, and, and thinking about clothing like digital wearables, much like, like Gala's thinking about, but, um, but building a brand's always been the most important thing. It was Brand interesting that the,
1: the, you went vintage versus new stock. Like, yeah, you, yeah. what was the thinking there?
5: So um, it's funny when we, uh, when we pitched this to people, in, investors, and said, we were like, hey, we're, we're taking vintage clothes. And they were like, why? You know? Right. And um, we looked at the vintage. I mean, it's a massive, it's a $220 billion addressable market. And just growing every year um it's something that people are just you know are, are, are it's a f- how do i even describe it it's like a one-on-one right it's like you can get a t-shirt at a hot topic that might be your favorite band but there's something special about getting that original tour t from the 1987 Bruce Springsteen show. very expensive yeah um so we just started to look at that and we realized that there was an opportunity to put a lot of that stuff on chain and that's where we thought about about digital i will say when we started though we started with more from a uh, a digital access pass and, and, and create creating very cool vintage wearables as digital assets. And Sean Witherspoon, shout out to Sean Witherspoon, who's our partner. Sean is a prolific designer, um, works with Porsche, works with Adidas, designed the Nike Air Max 97. It's a Grail sneaker. So he has an incredible um, kind of taste level and understanding of what's on trend. And we walked into his store round two on Melrose during COVID. And I looked on the wall, and there were these T-shirts on the wall, $2,000, $5,000 Red Hot Chili Peppers T-shirts. And I was like, who's going to buy that? And he's like, it'll be gone by the end of the day. Mind you, it was $2,000 at that point. Ethereum was like $4,000, so it flipped Ethereum because it's like $4,000 now. But anyway, you know, those T-shirts continue to sell at massive, at really high prices. Um,
1: How do you verify that something isn't like old stock with a print on it, right? Like you could find an old t-shirt and just throw a logo it's on insane. it. It's
5: insane. It's experts. We have, I mean, he, he is an expert and his team, our team are experts. So we spend, we, we have people sourcing from the rag houses and you should see them opening up a box of t-shirts or sweatshirts. You say you, you, you walk into a rag house, and you say, I want, I want, a, I want, I want black tees, boom, massive, you know, salvaged or just all recycled Um, uh, given away t-shirts come out, open them up and, and so fast they go through looking at it, looking at the tag. I mean, if it's, you know, if it's a tag that's on the back of the t-shirt, it's probably more modern. Just, just print it. If it's a Hanes t-shirt, Hanes tag, or, you know, it's like, that's, 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 it's authentic. And when you think about it, it's crazy because so much of the new stuff we wear today is, Less quality than a Haynes T-shirt from the '80s.
1: Yeah,
5: I actually went to one of these vintage um, rag houses and looked at kids stuff for my kids—Tonka truck stuff and Oshkosh corduroys. Yeah, Oshkosh. And I got those for my kid, and I, and I got—we got them home. You gotta wash them a few times, you know. Yeah. Got them home, gave them to my kids, and like they look super cool—yeah, like '70s, '80s, like what the we retro used to wear. styles. Yeah. But the quality and the durability is really is really amazing. So we started playing with all this stuff and, and we started to think a lot about what we were doing in Web3 and what we we're doing with digital assets. And we we're like, there's something similar here. So we started to like experiment there and that's when we, we really started to play with Denim. And we realized like as we have, have displayed Denim more and more people that they, just, they are attracted to it, they can play with it, they can customize it, they can chip it. And, and now I feel
1: like you know, it's, it's just, we're at the kind of perfect place of, of, of what we're doing would you consider this um, I, and I don't know if I'm getting the terminology right you're the pro here but is this kind of considered upcycling where you take something that's like yeah. vintage and you add additional value by what you put on top of that existing item
5: yeah I think so I think um, upcycling there's a lot of people doing incredible upcycling like a lot of brands that are really really well thought out and design and redesigning essentially they're they they may be breaking them apart retaking the stitches adding new materials you know creating I think essentially um, new projects. This, to me, in a certain degree, but I think this is a lot more as embellishment, and um, you know, we're we we're, we're using it as a canvas. I, I would call it upcycling, but I wouldn't put it on the same level. Yeah, as it's some not really like you're charging grand there. for yeah, it. Yeah, yes, exactly.
1: So, what's uh, sorry, Derek? I don't want to cut go you off. Last question. I'll let Derek go to town. What, what is what's going on right here? So, right, so if we look at the camera here, you can see. Yes, yeah, so we have your logo here. But what's actually happening? Yeah. So basically, very simply, if I just tap my
5: phone to it, up pops a link. You you open it up, and when the web you if know, you have Wi-Fi web, here, there, he goes, there, it is. There, there you have a. Essentially, you know, I don't like I don't love the nomenclature, but it's a digital receipt. It's something yeah. that is the provenance, the rarity, and the traits. It also tells you you know what number it is. So the, this is number. You have number 22. twenty-two. I imagine number one is probably more more sought after and you know maybe it was worn by a certain person or maybe an artist signed it who you went up to and that adds to it so that always that will forever every time you update that on the chip
1: that'll live with the jacket so this just to play this through if i if i claim that with my wall which i did and then i'm like hey derek like i want to give you this jacket you know then you he can add his own claim to it right like can you do that multi so when you look at something over generations can you see the change of control there yeah absolutely well that this receipt lives with this jacket so when you when you essentially
5: if you were to sell it or give it away they would tap it and they now have ownership over this receipt we from the mintage side can update it we can say hey you are an owner of this piece we are now opening up an exhibit for you to attend or, or something like that you know, um, beyond that, like these patches. Now, um, these patches are, are a different kind of patch. But the Keith, we worked with the Keith Haring estate and the Christie's auction house to release a Keith Haring limited patch. That Keith Haring patch is only a certain number of those made, and they each have a chip. So, you yeah. receive that chip. You attach that. There chip. it is, right
1: there. We, we can put those up cool. here on the on the screen here in a second. But
5: so, when you put that chip on this jacket. And you then go and you tag the jacket on the chip. This chip, that patch forever lives with this jacket. So cool. So you know we're adding memories. Imagine going to Major League Baseball games or or Bruce Springsteen concerts or Grateful Dead concerts, and adding memories to these items over time. And um, you know you might one day pass that jacket on. You might. Uh, sell it and you know, you might just want to keep it as a relic and you have that digital on chain memory
1: We're getting so many fun things in IRL here. Like I got a chromie squiggles pin from Marfa You can really deck these out and make these like NFT jackets, which is fun. Yeah, it actually uh, You touched on this a little bit Nick But
2: you're now starting to create like representations digitally that live on a blockchain that are provable that anyone can look to around the things I'm putting on a jacket or who has owned the jacket over its life. I guess, what is exciting for you at Mintage as you kind of look at this new design space of all of these cool tools that now like have, you know, representation in a digital form factor that you can have a conversation with. Where
5: do you want to take Mintage? Like how do you want to evolve the product suite around that? I mean the most, to me it's like when you watch a really good movie sometimes, like take away everything, it's the story, right? for what we have done from day one is we want it to be a brand that people really love and I want, you know, people may not know about the chip, they may not know about the patch, but they feel that the cultural resonance around the brand is special and I want people number one to want to just ride with the brand. Number two, I want to enable technology to separate us from everyone else, I want to Embed software that people are like these guys are on a next level. I want you to go to music concerts wearing the jacket. I want you to collect, you know, all the different items from concerts and shows and your favorite artists. Like I'm a what what I've really learned over the last two years, especially through the Web3 side, is that, you know, I've always been a fan of art, but I just love collecting. I really do, and I love being able to work with the artists like Keith Haring, the Keith Haring Estate. Like that's a dream. In night, I asked my dad in like 2000 in 1990 probably five, to take me to the Keith Haring pop shop on Lafayette Street in New York. Because I was a kid who was just learning about hip hop and I was seeing Keith Haring's graffiti around New York and I heard about his shop, so I went there and that was the first time I sort of, I think I had, that was the first time I was a fan of an artist. And it's crazy for me 30 years later to be able to work with that estate and to be able to sort of get access through this patch to like Justin's point. It's, it's a patch, but it represents so much more. So I wanna to continue to um, be able to work with artists that I dream and admire um, through simple
1: engagements. That's awesome. I love it. The cool thing about this is you could walk in here tonight and you could grab a jacket and you could go through this entire experience. And honestly, you wouldn't ever have to say the word NFT or know about the, that side of it. Yeah, yeah. And I get I get that it's an amazing value add and it is awesome and when they learn into this. But it seems to me, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but you're going for something more approachable for the masses. Yeah. And then it's kind of like a back door into getting them into more of a digital collectible. Exactly, I think
5: when people engage and they tap, they have known nothing about what we've studied.
1: Right. They are just like, this is cool. It's an eye-opening experience. And they may
5: never claim it. Yeah. It may just be totally used as a website. But we can still engage with them through that website. So we're happy to be web two, we're happy to be web three, for us, again, it's about it's really truly about brand, but um, but also like I'm I'm from that new school, man. And, like I don't want to use these words. I don't want to use these words to scare people. I just want to talk about technology. Like I think that, that we we put a lot of um, we put a lot. Of, it makes it really scary when we use all these really technical terms. And I think it works for our for for a niche strong audience. But I think a broader audience that we hope to introduce. They just want to rock it and go like, "Oh wow, that's cool!" Yeah. But but I, I will step back and say we always want to have something premium and and exclusive and 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 and, and special that might be only traded on chain. Uh,
1: well, congratulations! These jackets are absolutely insanely awesome. Mike. I love mine. Thank they're, you. They're amazing. Yeah. I, I mean, it's cool. Oh, your pants, pants right? were amazing too. I tried to get this sold out yeah. before I could get them. Last real quick question. Well, let's actually go to audience question. But real quick, uh, I know we're running out of time. The 30 second version, what does the vintage pass get you? Because that is an entity that you can own as a pass. Yeah,
5: so the vintage pass is really right now, uh, there's a a bunch of free digital collectibles that you could have, um, you can claim, but really right now it's giving you a lot of access to um, purchase things for less. You know, it really is. So, like, we have a vintage market every week, nut, chip, nothing, but we really respect the vintage craft. So we're pulling Tokyo picks from Tokyo. Like right now, it's Keith Haring T-shirts and you know stuff that we've sourced. Like real legit, real Keith legit. Herring. We sold yeah. a Wu Tang Clan um, original bootleg tee that's probably twelve two thousand dollars street value. We sold for twelve hundred on the site because we want to We want to be able to enable that pass to get you more and more and more. That's so cool. um, So that so that's that.
1: Love it, Nick. Thank you so much. Let's get thank a quick you. audience question. Anybody? Any questions out there for Nick around all things? fashion slash upcycling slash this audience is quiet it, tonight it's all good i want you guys to have fun don't yeah. ask me a question about some fun it's all good we've got a lot of a lot of great jackets going out tonight a lot of different patches going on nick thank you so much appreciate it appreciate it Derek, <laughs> thank you i'm fans of you guys day one Please awesome play. all right it is that time where we're doing a little bit of a giveaway Four in total. We got pro- a lot of giveaways. That's what the prompter we're says.
2: Got, <laughs> we're just giving everything away.
1: That's right. So uh, first, we have three giveaway winners. Uh, let's see. See Maggie here, IRL Foundry after the show. What, who are the winners? What, what are we doing first? Let's. I why don't I, I guess we're starting in order.
2: Okay, we got Gala first. Gala we got Message second, and we got Proof third, and yes. then we got the Bold Squiggle fourth. Okay. So, so why don't Gala. we start with Gala? Let's go.
1: Eli's happy. Eli's, Eli wants to win. Eli is trying to win. Now he's engaged. When the giveaways come out, Eli's all about it. <laughs> all right. So we've got uh, a, 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 what is what the, the sweater giveaway that we're going to do. We got it.
2: So tribute Brand Gala. She is giving away one odd sweater, mint. We've got the winner named Brian in front of us. Do you want to do the honors?
1: Yes. Frederico... Frederico Gavitas. Galavis. 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 Federico Galavis. Federico Galavis. There he is. Is that you? Federico. Let's go. Amazing.
2: Love it. All right, we got- Congratulations. Uh, the Mintage giveaway, where Mintage is giving away one jacket and four patches. I know this name. The winner is Terry Rossi. Let's go. Right over there. There we go. Yeah. All right. Do I do the honors?
1: We've got some Moonbird merch coming up: one hat and one large shirt combo to Aaron Blasidell. Aaron, there's Aaron right there. Woo! I'm sorry if I got your last name wrong, but is it Blasidell? I- yeah, merch that's right. that man up. Know. Aaron, by the way, has uh, pigeons that make art. This is true. What is the website? Pigeonart.xyz, I kid you not, he is an actual professor that has pigeons that do NFTs. So the pigeons make the art and then you mint them as NFTs. Yes, yes. It's it genius. Re- it's, it's real. It's real. Pigeonart.xyz. Pigeonart.xyz. Let's o- go. O- Only in America. <laughs> okay.
2: Amazing. We got a grand finale giveaway. At Glitch Gallery. Oh, here we go. Every 30s days, we've had a ton of interest.
1: Can we we show the squiggle first before we do it? Yeah. 9951. Can we get it up, Mal? By the way, the reason Mal's not here is because he has COVID (laughs) and he's doing all of this remote. So, oh, he's typing into the box. He's doing a great job. The picture has. The winner. The picture has know, the
2: winner name. We know
1: that. So. Oh, the picture has the winner name. Okay, re- we we're we're same ready. time. All right. Okay. So
2: the winner is. We need to scroll down a little bit. We're getting a little prompter action here, so we can Just see the winner. A is. Tiny little
1: scroll. Not, there. We go. The
2: winner is Boom Roasted. Boom Roasted. Boom there roasted. it is.
1: Take a look. That is Boom an roasted. awesome squiggle.
2: Congratulations on your bold, chromey squiggle. Is
1: Boom Roasted here?
2: We will be reaching out to Boom Roasted if they're not here.
1: Derek, how can the winner claim their squiggle? The winner
2: can claim... We are going to reach out. Um, we're. I mean, we'll send a crazy email, but really, we're, we can just send the squiggle. We'll send you one of the pig, we can, pigeons. We can send you a... We'll send the squiggle by pigeon.
1: <laughs> one of the art pigeons will deliver your squiggle. We'll reach out to you, Boom Roasted. Congrats on your new squiggle, dude. Yeah, this, this has been an awesome show. I, I, one of the things I love about this, for everyone that's watching, just to recap... We've got a fantastic audience here tonight. I mean, there's a packed house. And and this, I will tell you without a doubt, this shows the power of like physicals, community, digital art, collectibles all coming together under one roof, under a shared vision and mission to like push things forward. Totally.
2: And the thing I love the most is that everybody has a different approach. Yes. a different lens by which they're building that feature. And in the aggregate, it's like how we get from A to Z.
1: And it's all good vibes here. You go here, it's the best. it doesn't feel like it's a, a crazy bear. Like no. it's like hugs, hangouts, like drinks, seeing old friends, Eli's drinks. Drunk, he lies he's like he's hammered. He doesn't even know where he's at. But there he's, he is. He's somewhere he keeps jumping around. He, what's he going to, oh he's a white? He he around. Around? He's moving around. All right. all right. Anyway, we just want to say thank you so much. Uh, this has been a fantastic episode and we're excited to see you back again in a week. There we are. Let's all do right. it. See Thanks you everyone. Soon.